Hello, it's Brooke with Forsyth, the Forsyth Max Podcast, and we have a very special guest today. We have Jenny Hess with Dynamis Estate Wines, and I love talking about wine. Jenny loves talking about wine. This is going to be a fun episode, Tim I promise. Tim talking about wine, too. <laughs> and so does Tim. Um, so, Jenny, welcome. How are you? Wonderful. Glad to be here on this chilly morning. Oh, my gosh, it's freezing. We dove right into winter, it feels it's, like. It's here. So while I want to just dive right into that. So how does this weather shift kind of affect things at Dynamis? Well, we had hoped to keep our Cabernet Sauvignon on the vine for a few more weeks, but um, we had harvest about 80% complete as of two weeks ago. And um, with the cooler temperatures, we've got to get those grapes in. We don't want to let them freeze. Um, but based on uh, feedback from our vineyard manager, Joseph Geller, everything's ready. So as of today, tomorrow, and uh, actually, uh, and so actually tomorrow will be the last day of harvest. So uh, we'll bring in our Petit Verdot and Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc in as we speak. Oh and I'm gosh. actually here standing in for the winemakers because <laughs> they can't be here. They're processing. They're slammed right now. Yes. They're we'll, ha- we'll have them back on when the winemakers can be That'd here. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. So for people who may not know about Dynamis Estate Wines, um, tell us a little bit about it. It is not far from Winston. It is a gorgeous drive once you get there. Tell us how this beautiful winery came about. So it's just a really great story because um, it's uh, interesting in that uh, it was not planned as many wineries are. Um, Dynamis sits on a 1,500-acre private estate in Jonesville, North Carolina. Um, It's the outer the easternmost outer cropping of the brushy mountains um and so the property sits on a ridge line all 1500 acres 1500 acres that's insane that is huge it's a large (laughs) piece of property um it was purchased in 2012 by a businessman from plano texas who had picked apples there as a little boy the history of the property between 1915 and 75 it was an apple orchard Uh, 125 acres of apples and you guys still have some so he being a good steward of the land did replant about 10 acres of orchards so we have apple trees and peach trees and pear trees and cherry trees and blueberry bushes he also replant or he actually planted 30 acres of grapevines in 2015 for aesthetic purposes for um, with no intention with of no intentions of of of, of 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 creating a wine brand per se but by 2018 he was selling 30 acres of fruit to local vineyards in the area and it landed into the hands of two winemakers um, at a local winery and they said there's just something really special about the fruit that's coming off the property and so they approached him about a brand and um, we opened June the 1st with their very first vintage 2020 Sauvignon Blanc and four reds from 2019. Oh my gosh that's a great story. And you guys won an award. Already. It's pretty fun. You know, we just opened the tasting room by reservation on June the 1st. But in the spring, we won an award from the North Carolina Fine Wine Society competition. Um, This is every year in the spring, and there's a big gala at the Millennium Center. And there were 170 entries, and the Mountain won as one of the case club winners. They pick a case of winners, being the 12 most highly judged. And the Mountain won um, in that case, and um, that is our flag 
flagship blend. The Mountain is a blend of Petite Verdot and Cab. Oh, well, congratulations. That's a that's huge to win an award it's very when exciting. you weren't even technically open yet. I mean, it takes years for some people to, and some probably never do. So congratulations. Thank you. We're excited about it. Yeah. So tell us what you can expect. I've had the honor of going a couple times, and it's like just gorgeous. But tell us what you can expect when you pull into the gate and you make the beautiful drive up the mountain. Well, as I mentioned, you know, it is by reservation. So Mm -hmm. when you approach at your reservation time, um, the property is gated. So you access through um, a private gate. Um, There's a two and a half mile drive up the ridge line. Um, It's just really spectacular. People have made comments of, I feel like I'm at Primlin or I feel like I'm at Biltmore, um, just, you know, very well-maintained, beautiful drive in, especially the, right I now think the with drive, the lead change. I think the drive makes it, like, it gives you enough time for your, like, whole mindset to kind of shift rather than if you just, like, pulled right in. I've heard you know? that describe Brooke as, I feel transported. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I'm in, actually, we've heard Napa, California. Yeah. No. I believe it. Good, uh, good, uh comparison good comparison we were happy to hear that so when you approach the the tasting lodge you're greeted by a wine ambassador and we have two tasting experiences um one being the the estate tasting and that is a 90 minute experience it's a guided tasting of our five wines Sauv Blanc, Merlot, Cab and our two red blends one being the mountain that we just talked about and the other experience is um, a a, a pre-poured flight so it's all five wines the same wines um, but it's pre-poured and you're on your own so Mm -hmm. you know I I think folks that visit for maybe even the second time that are more familiar with the wines but want to taste everything again with really detailed tasting notes they enjoy that experience as well Um, and then we have you know you can stick around as long as you'd like we have a light bites from the local uh, cafe called the Barking Coyote and so um, we have charcuterie and cheese and pimento cheese and chicken salad olive tapenade so you can stick around after your tasting with another glass of wine if you'd like and a light bite love it i love that and i forgot to introduce jenny because i've known her so well she's a dear friend of mine but jenny's title she's the director of hospitality at dynamis and we all know that means she does a little bit of everything she can do it all the woman is amazing i've known her for years but um jenny so tell us part of some of the just lessons and exciting things that have happened over this process because you were involved way before they actually opened um, yeah. of what, what that entailed. I did. I joined the team and um, the appreciation is that we wanted to make sure that the bow was really tied on the experience package and that, that, that everything was perfect before we opened um, by reservation. Um, the wines um, being, of course, you know, you can, you can tell by the vintage dates, 2019, 2020, uh, the vineyard planted in 2015, the vines from 2019 opening to the public 2022. So, my appreciation is that um, there was there was no rush. A lot of time yeah. was uh, was um, taken to make sure that everything was perfect before we um, opened up to the public, and the feedback has been really great, Brooke. I mean, people I think are really enjoying. It's a unique experience. It's more of a West Coast style experience, um, and the setting is 
is is beautiful. So it's kind of a trifecta of the setting, the quality of wines, and just the personal experience I think people are appreciating. Mm -hmm. Oh, I believe it. And if you haven't yet, so Dynamis was actually featured on the October issue of LKN Magazine, um, our sister publication. And the pictures, oh my gosh, the pictures are just stunning. Like it, and the pictures don't even do it justice. I mean, the pictures are gorgeous, but you have to go see it for yourself to just see these gorgeous views that we're talking about. Um, cause they're I'm looking really, on the website and it's, yeah. you know, just that part is, is it's insane. Like you have to double check, like, is this really in North Carolina? <laughs> well, you know, grapes don't grow in ugly places. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's, that's no coincidence, right? That's right. <laughs> and they're so happy at that elevation. Like I said, 1640, um, our winery and our private estate actually sit at 1750 feet elevation. Wow. So that is the highest point in Yadkin County. So again, what does that elevation mean? It means a rocky soil it means drainage it means a cool breeze so in a nutshell our orchard our vineyards are very happy yeah in their setting yeah i love that so i want to hear a little bit more about the team um at dynamist estate wines well we um i'll start with goodness where the magic well we'll start with our vineyard manager you know it does really start good wine starts in the vineyard and so, as I mentioned, the, you know, the grapevines are very happy. We have 30 acres of French vinifera, um, and uh, that is all managed by Joseph Geller. Mm -hmm. He manages the orchard, the vineyard. He um, is from South Carolina, went out to Napa to Fresno State with a graduate degree in vinicultural viniculture, came back, um, was a professor and consultant via our Surrey Community College, the Vinicultural School there, oh. and um, just came back from Charlottesville, Virginia, where he was managing 250 acres there, and he managed 250 acres there, but wanted to get back closer to home. So mm -hmm. we are so fortunate to have Joseph Geller on the team. Then we also have Matt Worrell and Katie Kidd um, as we move into the winery. Um, they also trained at the Surrey Vinicultural School, so just right in our own backyard, such an amazing, well-respected uh, vinicultural and winemaking school. They went to uh, went, they went through that program. Uh, Katie went on to lead winemaking team um, in the Valley. She was actually at Raffaldini. Matt went to Burgundy to train for a while, then joined her. They were the team that were actually buying the fruit from the mountain and so they are partners in dynamis estate wines and uh then the the rest of the team includes myself um, yeah. as director of hospitality managing uh the, the the tasting experience and then i have a team of very passionate wine ambassadors who lead those tasting experiences oh very cool so i know i don't think we've talked about it on here while we're recording but i know that you guys have a wine club can you tell us about the wine club? Yes, we do. We are so fortunate already in just four months since our opening, we have almost 100 wine club members. Wow. Um, we have a, a group of 50, our founders club. So the first 50 that joined our case club. Um, so, you know, it's just been real exciting to see everyone's enthusiasm and, and, and support um, in that way. So we have two different uh, levels of wine club, one being the elevation, exp elevation level, that's three bottles twice a year, and the estate 
level, which is six bottles twice a year. So people, you know, pick whichever level that they like, depending on how much wine they might um, enjoy. And we have a, a, a large group of wine club members are from North Carolina, but we're already starting to to, to have wine club members outside of North Carolina. As oh, well. wow. Yes. Very cool. So you, if you were interested in joining the wine club, you can just... I guess go through the website. Yes, it's it's um, actually um, the way to join is through our website, okay. Diamond Estate Wines, and there is a tab, Wine Club. It outlines the two different levels, the price point. There's no fee to join. It's just the cost of the three or six bottles in the fall and then again in the spring. Um, and any uh, any other questions, you know, everyone's very yeah. welcome to reach out to me. And that get if you are a member of the wine club, that gives you access to some special events that you guys have. Is well, that right? it does. We had our first social just about two weeks ago at the private estate. Um, and so that was a lot of fun, you know, getting together as a group, getting to know each other um, or you know, reconnecting with with friends from, you know, other wine club in the area overlooking the Yadkin Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, Discount on future wine club purchases, access to um, winemaker dinners and other events that we may have. Okay. So if you were interested in making a reservation, what... um times and days of the week are are you guys open for that we are we are open wednesday through sunday okay wednesday through saturday 11 to 5 and then on sunday we're open noon until 5 okay so reservations can be made through our website as well or by calling um, our tasting lodge directly or um, reaching out um, via our concierge info at dynamis estate wines and how far in advance do you typically need to make reservations Right now, I would say um, a week in advance okay. is what I'm finding. Yeah, and what a great idea for like a girls' day or just a couple's special date. I mean, I feel like there's just so many situations that would be just, perfect for. Just be, be prepared to allow yourself at least two or three hours because what I'm finding once guests uh, get there, they they, they don't want to leave. Yeah, they've been transported to a different place. Yeah, so, I can't blame good them. Wine. I, I know this is on the website, but the phone number is three three six four six eight six seven zero two. There you go. Amy, can you put that in the show notes, please? Yeah. <laughs> 336-468-6702. Love it. That's it. Oh, my gosh. And I know, so in the future, tell us kind of what we can expect. Like, is there any plans for being able to stay overnight? Um, what What's coming in the future for Dynamis? You know, it's um, quite overwhelming to think of the potential <laughs> on down the road. Um, well, 1,500 acres, my goodness. There, there's so much potential. there. We are discussing accommodations because, like I said, you know, once people arrive to the setting, you know, just the, 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 the beauty that it brings, guests yeah. do not want to leave. So we're, we're discussing accommodations, possibly a restaurant. Um, and the tasting lodge that we are in is um, the old bunkhouse that we've renovated. So there's a lot of history even in bunkhouse for the harvesters. Oh. Back when it was an apple orchard. So there's a lot of history even in the tasting lodge. Um, but we are limited to um, seating there. And that's sure. the, the, the reason for reservations. But we do plan to build a larger tasting room so that we can accommodate more in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, and like even potentially... Would it be a private event for weddings? Like, oh, my gosh, the, the scenery there would just be incredible it, for a private event. And and those were certainly cert, those will certainly come. I will tell you, you know, right now being, you know, the partners are the are our winemakers mm-hmm. and vineyard managers. So 
um, I will say we're very wine centric right now. We're yeah. focusing on quality wine and launching the brand and continuing the quality of wine that we've uh, we've launched with. Um, and so, so right now we're going to maintain yeah our wine centricity. Well, and like you said, the whole process of getting to where you are now was years in the making. So I think it's a good business move and it's smart to get to take it slow and to really master what you've got going on before you make big jumps to other things. The number one question I do get is um, when, when guests visit is, how did the name Dynamis, where did that yes, come from? Yes, please tell us. And so um, Dynamis, interestingly enough, means limitless power. Oh. Um, just and we relate that to the, the 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 limitless power that the mountain that this elevation site is giving us to uh, to make quality wines. And then if you look at the website and you see this really interesting logo, um, that is the lowercase d in the Greek alphabet. Mm. So delta. D for the delta. I so love D it. for dynamis, but it is the lowercase. I love a meaningful. Uh, story behind a business name that took some time too oh i am sure it's so overwhelming i mean people because it you know it's a huge deal to change it and you want it to be a forever thing so it's a big deal so props to whoever came up with that <laughs> i'm sure it was a team effort it was team effort <laughs> so um oh my gosh i had a question on the tip of my tongue and it slipped my mind so you can expect you can make reservations you can expect to spend at least two or three hours there um, the drive from Winston is about 30 minutes. Winston's very convenient. Um, Winston, I would say 30 minutes. Um, and I um, also equate, you know, we have a lot of visitors right now from Greensboro and even Charlotte, um, uh -huh. Lake Norman area. I I really compare Charlotte to Charlotte is to Dynamis and the Yadkin Valley as San Francisco is to Napa. Just ah. that quick one hour drive, a great yeah. day trip. Um, so from Winston, 30 minutes and from Charlotte, about an hour, Lake Norman, about 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really not a bad drive at all. And it's so worth it. When you pull into those gates, you're like, Yep, this was the right decision. <laughs> and the little town of Elkin, our neighbor, um, uh, is really evolving as well. So when folks want to come in for the weekend, there's mm -hmm. there are new Airbnbs that are opening every day. There's a boutique Airbnb right downtown Elkin. They're delicious restaurants. So yes, um, we stopped for lunch after the cover shoot at oh, it was the cutest little place on Main Street. Mm -hmm. And I bet it was Southern on Main. Yes, it was. Delicious. Southern on Main. Oh, my gosh. The fried okra. Ooh, so good. So <laughs> the town is um, becoming quite a destination. So, yeah. you, can, you know, guests can come in for the weekend even. So what is your favorite part about your job? Being the storyteller. You're good at it. You're a good storyteller. Well, I love, again, you know, this has been in the making for quite some time. We're, you know, blessed, blessed with an amazing site. I'm very talented. Uh, vineyard manager, um, well-respected, winemakers just the same, so talented. Um, and so for me, I just get to be the storyteller. Yeah. And, and um, it's it's been, the feed, again, the feedback's been really, you're, really you're incredible. You're such a great storyteller. I remember when you were telling me about this place months and months before it opened, and you just have this way of getting people excited about something that still has a, a long wait. And with our very impatient society, I think that's a, a blessing that you have, that you can Thank get people you. excited Thank about you, something. Thank you, Brooke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, what is your favorite wine right now? 
that Dynamis has? So, goodness, I would say through the summertime, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, oh, yes. It's a, you know, all of our wines are French-inspired, so this was um, very Sancerre style. Um, I know when you say Sauvignon Blanc, a lot of uh, a lot of us think grapefruit, or so, you know, New Zealand style has been so popular, but this is more stone fruit and peach, and um, I've even heard apricot, um, but a nice, crisp, clean finish. So the Sauvignon Blanc was definitely my favorite this summer. Now, next summer, super excited, we harvested our Malbec, and we have a rosé in the making. So I have a feeling um, it's going to be a toss-up between the two next summer. Um, And then now as we're moving into cooler weather, I've really enjoyed the Merlot. our Pinot Noir fans have enjoyed this. It's it's a lighter mouthfeel, but nice and dry. Um, and then um, I would have to say that our Cab Sauve is our bestseller. Um, and also one of my favorites right now. In North Carolina, cabs are really difficult to grow. It's too uh. hot. It's too humid because you just can't leave it on the vine long enough to ripen and get to the sugar levels that you need until you meet a site such as we have at Dynamis. High elevation, constant breeze, cool nights. So um, here it is, October the 17th, 18th, uh-huh. 18th. 18th. <laughs> and we're just now bringing the cab in. Uh, so uh, again, that is, um, that's really hard to do in North Carolina. So yeah. it's turning out to be. And the 2019 that we're opening with was not harvested until the end of October, very first of November. So it is really, it's a special vintage. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more. I'm sure you have learned so much about wine (laughs) these last couple of years, but how the process, as far as how long of the waiting period, like, does it, does it get better and better the longer you wait? Is there a minimum time that you have to wait? Well, maximum time that depends on uh, the varietal. Um, What we're finding um, is that the mountain, which is our flagship, um, award winning, probably of what we have, uh, we've we're opening with now, will age very gracefully. Um, It's nice to drink now, certainly, um, but because of the higher alcohol levels and the acidity, the mountain is at about fourteen percent, and again, a blend of Petit Verdot and Cab. It will age most the, the best of all of the wines. Sauvignon yeah. Blanc, you know, white wines don't age as long. So, yeah. um, so certainly that's to enjoy now. Um, speaking of aging, we also are excited. Uh, we harvested and did keep uh, Chardonnay for ourselves oh. um, for the very first time this year uh, to start a sparkling program. So Chardonnay is the base for a sparkling program. I didn't know that. It is, huh. and so we have uh, we. Have have, we've harvested that, and we've uh, they've created the base, and they've just put it away, and um, probably will not see it again until uh, maybe four or five years. So for wow. a five-year anniversary celebration, so that's why champagne is so expensive. Is that because it, it's it such a longer time. good champagne? Good champagne. <laughs> yes, it takes time as well. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, I've I've thought about it, but not in depth. But the science behind winemaking is incredible. It's, and the patience that it takes. That's incredible. Yeah. The it, beer beer can be done really quick, but wine and and spirits, especially bourbons and things darker things that take time to to cask. Yeah. Uh, the patience that you have to have and the uh, the I guess the money to wait because you don't have a money making crop right away. Yeah. You have to wait until it all happens. 
Well, I will tell you what's happening in the winery as we speak. Um, you know, we do have state-of-the-art equipment. So our equipment that, you know, please come take a tour when you can, Brooke. Um, it's uh, state-of-the-art. It is similar to or same as Opus One. Probably heard of Opus One out in California. So state-of-the-art ah. equipment. So, you know, we harvested this morning. I think it was the the Petit Verdot. Um, and everything is hand-harvested. Everything is... Uh, cluster sorted, berry sorted. So even before it goes into fermentation, there's so much time and so much handling um, that the fruit has gone through to make sure that only the best is going into uh, uh, the aging process. I love that. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. I could chat with you all day, especially about about wine. And now I'm going to have so, a bottle right here on the table. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh my goodness. Very exciting. We'll save it for later. <laughs> Jenny, thank you for coming on to chat with us. Make sure you go give Dynamis Estate Wines a visit. Um, it really does feel like you are driving up to Napa Valley, and it's 30 minutes away. You can make your reservations on their website, which we'll put in our show notes. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags online as well, ForsythMags.com. All of our content is on our website. And if you enjoyed this episode or if you've ever enjoyed an episode, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and or a review. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.